Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Welcome to Secure the Insecure. This is the podcast where I say it's okay to not be okay. I'm Johnny Seifert and every week I'm joined by one very special guest. My guest today started her career with a scholarship at St Martin's before she went to study at the University of Salford in fashion and design. From there, she worked her way up to launching one of Britain's leading fashion brands forever unique 14 years ago. Alongside the fashion, we know her fun side and she's channeled this in her restaurant. She co-owns Menagerie. With two kids and her husband, Sandy, who she met for an arranged marriage, she led for the past six years to her being on the Real Housewives of Cheshire. And after joining with Stacey Fortescue, she's lit up our screens of her family and is firmly one of our favourite housewives. So ahead of the new series, which is back on ITVB every Monday night at 9pm and on the ITV Hub, I'm delighted to welcome to Sikudinska, Seema Mahotra. Hello, Seema. Hi. Oh, my God. What an intro. Well, what a brilliant <laughs> We've done a bit that of like, This is your life. <laughs> well, exactly. Go away. Michael Aspel's not, you know, doing the show anymore. I'm coming here to tell you what you're... Because it's very easy to forget how much you've achieved because you do so many things. Yeah, you're 100% right. Um, I was talking with my husband the other day. We have to sometimes pinch ourselves. Um, we have had a very colourful life, fruitful life. Um, and our journey... It literally has been like some sort of roller coaster, but we've loved it. Absolutely loved every minute of it. And, and still it. the lows are low, but the highs are just incredibly high. And to be not just a champion of the fashion industry, but also the restaurant industry and also being on TV as well. There's a lot that you have to consider. And so you're gonna get those highs and lows because sometimes it's like, well, where do I turn? What do I what am I supposed to be doing next? Yeah, of course. And do you know what? The highs are great, but I'd actually say the lows are probably, even at the time, even though at the time they don't feel great, but I feel I've learned more from the lows than the highs because that's when you step up. You know, that's when you know, you know, you've got to challenge yourself um, and, you know, make things right. So, yeah, the lows, any, I don't even like to say failure, but any lows that I've had, We've kind of flipped it and, you know, it's no longer a low. We we have to make that a high again. So the lows, never be scared of the lows or any kind of failure because they're actually, for me, is what, what has made us to where we are. What have been some of those lows? Just, you know, when when we first started um, Forever Unique, 
it literally it just started off as a very small collection and yes yeah, straight away we had um a sellout on the collection and I'd say for about four or five years we were riding high but there's always competition there's always going to be someone you know hot on your heels coming out with another collection so you know competition you know high street I used to you know we weren't an online brand you know we were literally you know like a, a b2b platform so just business to businesses but now the world that we live in it's business to consumer it's everything's on online so you know I've had to learn a lot and those lows you know at a time when you think I've made it but you know we were challenged covid was a massive challenge we're occasional wear and then all of a sudden there's like nowhere to go well I don't do loungewear you know I don't do um you know a sportswear collection or daytime collection you know day wear everything that we did was occasional wear but that all went out of the window so it was you know these moments they sometimes come to really hit you but you've just got to pick yourself up you've got to think of the next thing and with fashion you know it's now kind of that summer autumn time now but I presume you're working towards almost March April time next year with fashion yeah. so when COVID it was like well, we could go and do loungewear, but actually the time it takes us to get the materials to source it, to get it all right, COVID could be over, but we don't really know when it would be over. So it must be really hard for you to go, well, what is our business plan? Because we actually can't plan. I'm not going to lie. I had like a huge meltdown, but it was my husband that was like, look, we just got to stay calm. And, you know, we just tried to produce what we could for you know what the the consumer wanted because it it was you know everyone's just in their their home so you know I tried some loungewear but I just can't help myself I like everything to look glamorous so yeah loungewear with um lots of diamantes a bit of bling something that's bold and stand out but yeah I had I had to change the handwriting of the collection which for us probably confused our consumers so yeah it was it was a hard time it really was and then what then happens with being post-COVID, but forever unique, we've seen it on the show since you've begun. Yeah. Have you got those fans just coming back because it's you? You know, it's always interesting when we look at Love Island and, you know, I saw it first and Pretty Little Thing straight away sign up a new influencer because they've been on Love Island. Is it yeah. similar to you that, although your company's been incredible and it's been massive prior to you joining the show, have you noticed that increase in fans coming and just buying into it because they're buying into you as a person? Yeah, I think so, because it's like anything. I think even when I'm, you know, buying a product, you know, if there's a face to that product, you know, I think you're more enticed to believe in it. It's more engaging. Um, and I try and be very honest with what I do um, with a clothing brand. So I think be people do, you know, people will ring me and say, look, I haven't got a clue. I've got a wedding coming up. You know, I've gained a bit of weight. I'm really not sure what kind of style I should wear. So I love, I love giving them little style tips. I get so many DMs um, from so many people saying, you know, I'm not sure what's the colour of the season um, or I saw you or one of the other girls because a lot of the girls on The Housewives, before I even joined, you know, Rachel Lugo, a huge fan of Forever Unique. So they'll just say to me, you know, oh, I saw this dress on Rach. It looked amazing. It's massively helped. Has that put pressure on you? Not that it's a bad thing, but, you know, we're always talking about diversity, body diversity. Um, yeah. We're modelling the brands, whether it's a transgender person now or a transvestite person all wearing your clothes have you noticed that pressure because you're the face and because you've now got that public image as well that almost people feel like yeah. they can really say something to you because 
you've got an Instagram that people can DM you on. But I don't find them comment comments negative. You know, someone um, DM me the other day and said, "Look, it's amazing. You make all these gorgeous, sexy dresses, but what about modest fashion? You know, her culture doesn't allow her to show her arms and legs." So I, I've taken that on board. So 100%, she's right. Why am I not doing that? That is something now, you know, I've sat with my team and we're going to add modest fashion to the collection, you know, um, curb sizes. Yeah, I've got loads of people. We only go up to, you know, um, I think it's an 18 currently. Next autumn, winter. Yeah, challenge me. This is what I want. I don't want everyone to just sit there and say, oh my God, forever you need the best. Because I think when they will say that, that's probably when, you know, th things will just plateau. So for me, constantly getting these challenges or requests, it's a positive because that then makes me want to work hard on, you know, what's the next thing I can do? Adding lots of branches, you know, to the, the brand itself, you know, you can't just stay on one level. So I take that on board. It's really interesting you say that because you're right with the branches, but it's almost like it's a never ending stop of growth of branches because there's always something new. There's always a new, let's say, new diversity, but there's a new, a new person you've got to cater for. And the more yeah. people speak out, you're right. But then that pressure of we've almost got to tick and say, right, have we got a modest? Where have we got for this person, that person? Where does it end? So, how do you ever kind of become complacent and go, do you know what? Okay, you know, we've got it. We've actually got a running company that works for everyone. Well, look, I've just done this documentary with the housewives on the menopause. I'm inundated with people messaging me saying, can you not make a collection where we don't, where, you know, the fabrics are breathable, you know, we're suffering these hot flushes. And, you know, yeah, you could say, God, where does this end? But, you know, for me, I, I like it. I was like, yes, this is something that I need to be doing. That's my next challenge. So I don't know. I, I, I don't want to say I ever want to be complacent because I think for me personally, when the brand first started, I'd say five, six years on, I became complacent. I took the foot off the gas where I just thought, yeah, we've done it. You know, we'd open offices all over the world. You know, this is my collection. It's the best. No, why did I even think that? Do you know? So I, I take on these challenges because I think at that point, I think we just made it and relaxed with the whole collection. I think you've got to constantly have that fire. What's the next thing? It gets boring. So yeah, I love it. I love this attitude. And I'm not going to mention your age, but we'll call, you do look, I'm looking at you right now. You are 21 years old. 51 next week. Oh, well, okay, fine. You said it. Then. I was going to go for 21, not 51. But you've kind of thought about, because when you do turn 50, I mean, I'm about to turn 30, and those milestones of 30, 40, 50, of, well, I've kind of done the first half of my life, so to speak. So what am I going to do next? And so you need those chances to make you feel young and to give you that vibrant step again. Yeah, yeah, 100%. You know, I, I tell you, my, my boys keep us young, me and my husband. You know, we were talking some business ideas yesterday and my son was like, seriously, mum, you're really not with it. You need to be channeling into, you know, TikTok. TikTok's the next new thing. So, you know, it's all, I like all having all youngsters around me, even in um, Forever Unique, you know, our whole sort of marketing team I was working with yesterday, talking about things that I just don't even understand. And I was like, wow, you know, so... I love it because it keeps me young, keeps me on my toes, just having this young team around us, you know, even with social media, you know, I, I do whatever I can, but again, I'm learning every day I'm learning because look, back in my day, I didn't even have a mobile phone. 
you know, the first time I got a mobile phone, it was like a brick. It was this huge thing that we used to walk around with. You know, when I studied fashion, you know, I wasn't doing all um, the tech packs on the computer. Everything I did was just freehand drawing. So, you know, it's just unbelievable how things evolve. But I love the younger generation because I just think the energy that they bring, the ideas, you know, even in form, like in shape of design, you know, sometimes maybe, you know, my designs aren't always 100%. So it's just, it's good to have young blood. And that, for me, keeps me young. But it's also, you know, what you've channeled in that, with that young blood into your restaurant, Menagerie, you know, again, uh, you know, we're talking about the fashion industry during COVID. How did that affect you during COVID? Oh, massively. I mean, initially, I think, you know, hospitality was hit so hard. And obviously, we invested in Karina Jagdev. It's her vision, Menagerie, and she's done such a brilliant job with it. So initially, yeah, really hard. But I think COVID did the best thing for Menagerie. I cannot tell you, I can't even get a reservation there at the moment. Uh, all my friends want to go next um, Saturday for my birthday. And I'm like, ringing Karina, like, babe, you really need to sort this for me. Because it's become so busy. You know, the whole restaurant before was, it was probably, I'd say, more on sort of wet sales, you know, the drinking, but now it's become about the food. We have like the most amazing chef in there. And what's great about Menagerie, I don't think there's many places like it. You know, we've got this catwalk that runs through uh, the whole of the restaurant. There's entertainment now. So initially, yeah, it was very hard, but, you know, we got us through it. And that's the interesting thing about the catwalk, especially, and, you know, we've obviously seen it on the show, is, again, it kind of appeals to that younger generation now because rather than it just being about the food, it's actually what's the ambiance now? Because if your ambiance is there for that TikTok, Instagram generation, they're going to buy into it. That's why flowers, for example, do so well with girls now because they just need something to capture. You can't take pictures of food only now. No, exactly. And what I love about the restaurant, yeah, you've got the the younger generation in there, but then you've got the likes of myself that will go there. Yeah, yeah and, I, and I love it. And I feel like it's a place that it feels so safe. There's just so much going on from the moment that you walk in and the entertainment runs throughout the evening. It's just a great place. Honestly, I, I love it. Can I ask you about, because obviously in the show, you know, you and Lister both have restaurants. Lister has Bougie, which has just had yeah. to close down. Am I able yeah. to ask you about that? Listen, it's been tough. And I think, you know, for... Lystra and you know the partners that you know she's invested in you know it's not been easy and you know they probably opened at a time just before Covid whereas I think Menagerie was a few years more established and on top of that you know they've they've rolled out several bougies they opened one in Liverpool in Chester um, and you know it, it's difficult you know I get that and maybe the fact that we were a bit more established and we, we've only got the one menagerie, you know, it was, it, it was terribly hard for like the first year or so, but once things opened, you know, and Karina really kind of followed all the rules of the seating plan where you could only, I can't even remember what it was, six at a table. And yeah, initially, I don't think people liked it, but then it, COVID has really become that sort of eating culture now. I think it all became about the food and that's where maybe we've won. I don't know. That's the business side of you. I want to know the real scene though. Is it okay if we can go all the way back to your childhood? Because I always think it's very interesting to know where you came from and then how you got from that 
to obviously yeah. being this massive TV star that you are now. So what was it like for you growing up in an Asian household? Because being in a Jewish household, it's yeah. there are so many rules and it's just so different to everyone else. And only if you know your community, that's all you know. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, you're probably the same. You know, I was British born, so British Asian. But my parents, you know, obviously as modern as I like to think they were, but it's still very traditional. And we have a huge family. Like it's, you know, and they're always very opinionated. So growing up, you know, I, I'm very blessed. You know, my, my parents were very modern to a certain level. But when it came to things like marriage, my father was very adamant that, you know, you're going to marry an Indian boy. And I had an arranged marriage, you know, getting into uni, you know, I got a scholarship to go to St. Martin's. But my dad was like, no, you're not traveling. No, you know. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. You're not living away from home. We're happy for you to go to uni, but you're going to have to go either to Manchester or Salford. And I was like, what? You know, because all my friends, you know, their lives were very different. So it was hard, you know, because you're constantly comparing yourself to your friends at school, to your friends at uni. And yeah, I met my husband through my parents, which, you know, I wasn't happy about. And initially it was like, there's no way I'm going to meet this guy. But we met at, at a wedding and we really hit it off. And within six weeks, I actually said to my dad, I really want to marry this guy. And he was like, really? You were so against it. So listen, it worked for me and my husband, but my kids are totally different. I don't push those rules on them. I'm very happy for them to 
find whoever they want to love and be happy with that's fine but it was personally yeah it was it was tough because I think I just constantly comparing myself to all my friends that literally could stay out they could party you know my dad would be outside the nightclub at 12 o'clock ready to pick me up and I was like dad it's only getting going and he's like no 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 you're coming home you've got you need tomorrow and I was like oh god this is so embarrassing I used to pretend I used to stand there going oh, I don't know who he is who's that man everyone's like I'm sure it's your dad I was like no and it, it was embarrassing because you you know that whole peer pressure of your friends going I can't believe your dad's come and picked you up but yeah it was tough so you call yourself a British Asian but if your boys married out it dilutes the Asian influence they've got on them and so their kids will become more British and lose that culture so how important is that to you because I'm looking off well I'm about to turn 30 I'm still single should I yeah. marry out and just find a non-Jewish girl now but equally it's well then I feel almost this guilt of how can I do that when I've been brought up in this community but look I married um an Indian and me and my husband you know we we do you know I still I've taught the boys Indian they they can speak the Indian and I think that's up to them you know at the end of the day who am I to dictate to the boys you know or even if I had girls I don't want to dictate to them. I want them to be strong in their own right. You know, it's it's up to them, honestly, their choice. And I, I still believe, you know, whoever they marry, then it doesn't mean by marrying out of their culture that they're going to forget who they are. We have a, a little temple in our, uh, our, our house. My boys will go every morning and just say a prayer you know they don't know all the words to the prayer but they just go in and have a little moment and I've not pushed them to say oh why don't you say all the words you know in Indian Sandy always says it doesn't matter let whatever they do you know long as they've got manners in life for me long as they're, they're well mannered they know what's right and wrong you know they'll go far that's all I need from my boys respect and manners everything else I'm sure they'll be fine and that respect to manners, was that what your parents instilled in you? Is that yeah, what you took and work ethic. You know, that's, you know, I think for them, when they came to England, they came with nothing. You know, my dad came with two pounds in his pocket. My father-in-law came with two pounds in his pocket. At the age of 16, my father-in-law actually went to uni. My, my dad didn't. But you know what? They both were very successful. My father-in-law is still alive. My, my, my dad's passed away but very successful in their own right. And just seeing the hardship that they had to go through, you know, to actually make it, you know, my dad couldn't even speak English, you know, and, but, you know, he made it. He just was very determined and just seeing what they went through. And I think they were just, you know, I get, they don't want us to lose that culture and whatever. But I think for my dad more than anything, it was just the fact that they came with nothing and they built something and they just wanted us to have that hunger and fight to do exactly the same. But, you know, at the end of the day, I'm very proud of saying that I'm British Asian, do you know what I mean? Because I was born here, you know. I feel very British. You know, I, I speak, I can speak Indian and everything, but we were talking about this the other day because my, my husband said, what if Neil was to marry an Indian? Like, we wouldn't even know at an Indian wedding. There's so many ceremonies that take place. I would not know what to do or where to start. Really, I wouldn't, because there's so many things that you have to do. But I'd have to get a priest in, or hopefully my parents or someone to help, because we just wouldn't know. 
It's very interesting, isn't it? Because you're right. When you've got those levels of orthodoxy, I, I, that's what we would call it. I presume it's the same. Yeah, how same. religious they are. Um, and you're right. There's so much we know, but we only know what we know. And there's always more above. And then you almost get the imposter syndrome from those who are more religious than you. And then yeah. you've got the place of those who are less religious than you. And you're only okay in your own line, your own bubble. Yeah. And I think that's what, you know, I've instilled in the boys. You know, my son said to me the other day, he said, oh, mum, these Indian weddings, they go on for days. We, <laughs> we went to one last week and it was five days of functions. It was great. We all danced, we drank, we had the best time. But my, my son was like, Mom, I really don't want that. Like, my wedding will be on a beach. I only want about 30, 40 people. He wants it very boho. And I said to Sandy, we're going to have to respect that. That's that's his wish. Who are we to say, no, you've got to do it like this? Because at my wedding, I had over a 1,000 people. And it, I, I, if you asked me, was it enjoyable? No. It was like I had four outfit changes. I felt like a Christmas tree. Everything was so heavy. Like, if I could redo that now, you know, I would just have something so simple and have the people in the room that actually meant something to me than having a 1,000 people. But that had something to do with the fact that Man United won the Premiership in 1993 and my dad invited the whole of Old Trafford, like literally. <laughs> it was like, what the hell? <laughs> the whole of the Manchester suite was at my wedding. You know, I had two weeks of wedding functions. You know, we had a huge marquee in the garden and then my dad did this big wedding and it was like it's like you're ticking the boxes for the other friends and family so they can all say oh wow you know but really is it what the bride and groom wants probably not but times are changing now and you know things are getting a little bit better let's talk about the real houses of treasure um yeah. it's been six years obviously we had such a big gap and it feels like the biggest gap we've had between this series and last series Let's go back, though. What got you into the show in the first place? Obviously, you said you knew Rachel beforehand, but when was that moment that you got that call to say, right, do you want to come on this show? So it was in series one before the show started. I was at a charity event with some of the other housewives. I think there was Dawn, Tanya, Leanne, I'm going back, Magali and Pika were all at a charity event and someone just came over to me and then they were like oh so you're Seema I was like yeah and they were like oh well we work for ITV and we're thinking of doing this show we've been following you on social media for the past six months they knew a lot about me which was a bit freaky and to be honest I didn't even know what the Real Housewives was don't really watch that much telly because I work all the time traveled a lot prior to doing the show so I was like, well, look, you know, maybe email me over some of the links of the other shows because I don't really know what it's about. And I watched, I think it was Housewives of Atlanta. And I was like, oh, my God, I can't do this. Because I think it was one of the reunions where someone was pulling someone's hair. I've never had a fight in my life with anyone. I hate actually confrontation. And it really scared the hell out of me. So I said no. And I didn't do series one. They came back and asked me for series two. Um, and I couldn't do series two because I had a hysterectomy. And then series three, again, they came back. And I actually, they came back to ask if they could film um, a fashion show in the showroom with the housewives. And conversation just led when the producer said to me, wouldn't you seriously be a housewife? You know all the girls, you dress them. 
um you know some of my kids went to school with some of the other girls kids and then I don't know I just had this crazy moment and I went yeah and I, I will do it and I I don't know <laughs> I don't know what was going on in my head and yeah five years on I'm still here and how have you found I know that's a big loaded question but how have you actually found that journey being on tv and just what it means to be part of that franchise around the world I've honestly I've had the best time um initially it was really weird because I've never done any telly before um and just having the cameras following you around you know quite a private person and all of a sudden you know the whole world can see every everything that you do um but I have to say production that are absolutely so amazing with us with our family so respectful um you know I've enjoyed my journey if I hadn't have enjoyed it I wouldn't be here right now um and each season I feel like I've become more comfortable and relaxed and I'm just being me and sometimes I wish they'd just ring and say Seema you know I'm sorry you've been axed we're not having you back and then I can just yeah (laughs) get on with my life but when they come back and they go Seema you know dead excited another series and then yeah it's like a bug I'm like okay I'll do it but I love it. It's been great for me um, personally. You know, I get the whole fact, like people say, you know, you're opening yourself up, but I am just being me. I don't play up for the cameras. You know, when the girls say, oh, see me, you just sit on the fence. It's who I am. I, you know, I find it actually quite a classy thing. Um, you know, I'm not too gobby, even though I'm chatting your head off. But I, yeah, I just, I'm just being me. But when there is a show like that and you've got that tension you have to have, and as you said, with the American series, it's all about ripping your hair out and really going at it. How do you find it mentally? Because I can imagine it can be quite mentally draining that you know you're going to have to have another fight or it's like, we've we've already, we, you know, we've, we've discussed it, we've moved on, but for camera purposes, we need to film it again. And sometimes you could be filming the same scene like eight times or it can go over like three weeks. So how mentally have you found the journey? It can be. I think throughout however long I've been on the show you know the dynamics of friendships can change you know we we get a lot of new people coming in and yeah you know but I again I'm just being me you know when I get that you know I don't know if there's a a dispute or you know there's an argument I'm very vocal you know I just don't tend to scream and shout and when it gets too much I think I've learned how to handle it. I just take myself out of the situation. I'm not going to sit there for someone to just humiliate me and stress me out. I think life's got enough stresses as it is. So I don't let it get to me. And what I do do and what really works, as soon as I get into the gates of my house, I just leave it there. My husband doesn't want to know. He'll say, don't come in and tell me this happened. Because then it just you know, it, it kind of festers and then you end up arguing with your husband and the kids are like, oh my God, like, I can't believe how you women... It's women. I don't think men actually have this problem. We don't argue. If we argue, it, that's the friendship done full stop. We don't do the arguments in the middle of it. Yeah. And and I mean, listen, it, there's been a couple of times when it really did get me, but then I think I just didn't handle it very well. And now, do you know what? I don't care. I know I'm a really nice person. I've got good intentions, and if that other person hasn't, then it's fine. But do you have, like, a WhatsApp group that then just keeps pinging overnight? So although you leave it at the door, yeah, WhatsApp yeah. carries on. Oh, it pings, like, 
honestly, I can't even tell you when some arguments go off. Um, yeah, but it's dead easy. I just don't answer them. I don't look at the messages and they all <laughs> hate me for it. Because like, Seema, you didn't message. What do you think? And I say, like, it doesn't matter what I think. Don't you even worry about what I think. If I need to say something, I'm going to tell you. And yeah, I don't rise to it. And I won't rise to it because it's not who I am. I've never done it before. And don't get me wrong, there's times when I have had my moments on there. And it, I'll just say what I feel. And then if they can't get over that and they don't want to build on that friendship then that I'll do what you'll do I'll just say right well that's the friendship done move over and in that group what happens though when you leave the show because you've had now as you've said so many housewives who have come in and come out what happens like did last series Dawn and Tanya nope you're out the group now you're out you're not allowed to know yeah, they just I think it's it's like anything isn't it it's like if you leave a job or whatever you know I'm sure you just take yourself out of that group and that's what the girls have done I mean I've just bumped into Tanya just now I've just been went for a facial I had my day off today been to my clinic and Tanya was in the clinic and it's great and Joe, for me in life never shut the door on anybody it doesn't matter how bad they are I lived in Cheshire all my life I don't want to walk around we all eat at the same restaurants we go to the same events I want to walk in a room knowing that I can smile and say, hey, how are you? I don't do all that. Um, it's just not who I am. So I, I've always been brought up to never shut the door. Kill him with kindness. That's what you do. With kindness. Well, look, I want to know about the new series. Obviously, it's going to be on Monday nights, 9 o'clock, ITVB. What can we expect this year? Uh, literally. So we've got a new addition. We've got a lady called Katie that's joining the show. And I kind of feel for Katie because as soon as she's come in, there's drama. Like, literally, she got thrown in at the deep end. Yeah, I'd probably say towards the end, kind of swam away to the top because I think everyone was just like, ah. So, yeah, I can't say who and what. You'll have to see drama from the beginning. it's one of my favorite shows i'm so glad it's finally back and if you love the series on my podcast kidding school i've had dawn ward i've had hannah kinsella i've had lauren summon and i've had francesca lugo so go and check out those episodes as well you've been listening to circadian school with me johnny c but if you like we had please do go and rate the podcast subscribe share it and put it all over your social media i've been johnny c but thank you so much for listening until next time thank you and goodbye What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.